from the trenches. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to From the Trenches, real life in the accounting industry. My name is David Boyer from Change GPS. Joined with me is Paul Miser from Freedom Mentoring. We are brought to you by BGL, Australia's number one corporate compliance and superannuation software and the outsourced accountant. The outsourced accountant Roadshow currently touring around Australia. If you're wondering about how to solve your resourcing needs, check out their Roadshow. Google it, pop down. Paul, are you going to visit... Their Melbourne one, maybe. I'll be down there, yes. I think I'll confirm the dates, uh, check the calendar. But otherwise, hello, listeners. Hello all. Welcome. Uh, this is uh, a big week. Coronavirus. Uh, everyone's charged. Toilet paper's running out, David. There's uh, accounting conferences cancelled. There is so much going on that we actually, in the pregame, thought about uh, bringing in a timer. There was that much content. It's a bit of an up late session for us here. It's uh, nine minutes past eight in the evening. We're at the Collins Street office. It's quiet out there. We've got the office to ourselves. We can be as loud as we want. And, 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 and we, we, our pregame got got quite animated, David. So three this, and a half hours of pregame. This will be very record. interesting. This could go. Yeah, actually, you know what? This is either a, of two ways. This listeners. is a flashback of how trenches started, where you and I would argue all week because our offices were next to each other, and by the time it was showtime, we could just push record because we were ready. We've actually prepared for this show this week. We prepared. The, the preparation got quite interesting. Let's see whether or not it translates. What's your first best on ground, Paul Meisner? Uh, first best on ground for me. Congratulations, BGL Zero's app partner of the month. They certainly don't go for all of the hype and the and the the, the bar tabs and the top of the ticket extra hype fest, but it is great to see them. Rewarded with Zero's app, Partner of the Month. Congratulations to Ron, who is coming on the show. He just needs to book a, t- a time with us and find a time. If and, anyone from BGL's uh, listening, march into Ron's office right now and say, when are you sitting down with Paul? Trammer. Trammer just Trammer. needs to, to book in a dime. Mate, mate you think and being there. general manager of the fifth most innovative company in Australia means that you can exclude the calls from Paul Myers We are for ready for, to uh, off-leash the lash. Whatever it is. Uh, Off the leash with Rod Lesh. David, what do you got? It's one of my great editorial lines there and you just butchered it. Absolutely. Uh, An actual solution to app overwhelm. The team at Clarity Street. Ian made my worst on ground last week for his nonsense about pre-advisory. So we give and we we take here, Paul, with the best and the worsts. Clarity Street are running their guided tour of the Accounting Business Expo if you're heading up there. App overwhelm, you know, I probably talk to 40 to 50 accounts a week now at Change GPS and I we're, we're too busy implementing other things. There's actually too much noise. What do you recommend? It's just, it's constant. It's just absolutely constant. Um, number two complaint behind I'm so busy. I did a demo this week and in the first three minutes, the person said the word busy six times. Hmm. That's uh, very common. I know from uh, yeah, from working in a firm, clearly, 
Uh, Claire, Go on, I, wonder, I wonder where they got the idea for a, uh, a walk around of a centre floor, David. Did you suggest it? No, I think you did. You, you know very well that you did. I so, remember it clearly that so, I suggested so, and it. And you keep reminding them. No, look, I think it's great. Uh, it's because it solves a problem. If you don't know the add-ons. Like, we if you're do, starting we know off, the people, of course, it's more yeah. than If you actually have no idea, you can get a quick half an hour, hour, whatever it is, tour, they can point out the sites and then you can go back. They can even do some introductions for you. Uh, great idea. Hope it, I hope this is a, I hope this is a crowd. I hope there's a crowd for them to Mate, use it's doing, that it's, kind of. It's, doing, it's playing well, Accounting Business Expo. Whoops. Mate, in my little favourite Facebook group, the Small Business Brains Trust Australia or something, 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 40, 50 people commented on the A post that's in there and they're all, Largely positive. We will see. Time will. You might be one out on this. Time if, will. T- I'm, if, I'm coming up. I'm almost, I'm almost coming up for the golf day. I'm just want to. I just want to go to the golf day. That's all if I want you, to uh, if you come up right, if if it's largely received well, will you fall on your sword for being so ridiculously negative in last week's episode about it? Let's that, not. That's go quite back, humiliating having to not, fall on your let's sword. Let's not go back through the archives and remember what your no 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 what your comments were last November about the last conference. Let's, it was, it was, it was in Melbourne, and it was it's, it was the most my comment. <laughs> it was terrible. Let's but I think move on. I, I'm but sure to their credit, they've, they've listened. We will see. Right? No, absolutely. Look, if you're in Sydney, say, get there. That's what I said last say, week. As I was an, not all as an exhibitor now. Here's what I want to see. I don't want to see three and a half thousand people. I want to see decision makers. I don't want to see junior accountants. I don't want to see senior accountants. I want to see people who decide on what they spend money on at this conference. It, 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 totally. And, I, and from I, the trenches, you've, listeners. You've, actually, you've accused me of being negative. No, I'm last, not accusing you. It's no, no, but last, week on, last week on the show, I said that exhibitors had talked about, to, about pulling out. That was correct. Correct. And I said that off the back of November, it was bad. It was terrible in November. So I, I actually did not, don't. Don't take my my words for anyway. Oh, no, you've been very positive on Twitter about events this week. I I am. I'm, I'm Mr. Positive this week. Can you tell? Anyway, I'm going to move on before Can that. Can you just talk to me? What's when you tweet at ten thirty at night in general? What's your mindset? I, I, I see something and and but you see the problem for me, David is and and can I say the last two nights alcohol free nights? So I can, I know that's I why I was so surprised to see your anger is, on Twitter. That is not the problem. The UK wake up. I think that's the problem. <laughs> I need to, I need to switch my phone off. I need I need because well, then you get trapped into the double time zone. Yeah, so you're see, stuck. Like, like, like and then all of them. And it was just it was particularly yesterday, David, that it was people going on social media saying they were selected to present at a conference that they were sponsoring anyway. It was anyway. It was a step too far for me. I need to get out of. I need to. There almost needs to be a countdown on my phone that says the UK are about to wake up. It almost needs to be a a count on the amount of walkbacks you do on aggressive. I have not done any walkbacks. No. Anyway, there was no walkbacks. Anyway, uh, moving on. Better things. There was a really interesting video on YouTube from Microsoft. The uh, lab director actually was explaining the. New technology about printing data onto a glass, a sheet of glass. New technology? It's in Superman 1. <laughs> well, bravo, Microsoft. Well done. You and, watched and a, Superman. And a self-driving car was in, dun, the QuickBooks, was in the QuickBooks TV ad. I don't think, like, actual 
Anyway, uh, wonderful ad. Have option. a read of it. Can could uh, just just some of the stuff. I just think it's it's I'm, great. I'm watching to it see now. It goes, it goes for nine minutes and thirty three seconds. Well, that's longer than we've the, got. The, cre- you- the credits at the start of this first Superman movie go for about four minutes. You're better off watching those two and a half times. Oh, anyway, all right, all right, David. What do you what do you got? Uh, are, we, are we talking about coronavirus now? No, it was in the run sheet at the end, but you can if you want. We, we... No, skip it. <laughs> um, big news that hasn't played well on social because I think people, it, the vision hasn't been explained well. So arguably BGL's a little bit worse on ground here. Lalette Kalija, who's no stranger to Trenches listeners, she's our go-to bookkeeper, isn't she, Paul? Absolutely. Uh, has signed up a partnership with BGL. And I know a bit about this because I've spoken to her about it um, uh, over the last week and she informed me of what was coming down the pipeline. And the the idea behind it is to to the bookkeepers, because of the day-to-day relationship they have with clients, being across the finer detail, are arguably better for corporate compliance and definitely more timely for corporate compliance than the traditional model of accountants doing it. And let's roll there is to try to educate bookkeepers on how to become ASIC agents, which isn't the hardest thing in the world to do, uh, use the BGL software and to bring in a new revenue stream into traditional bookkeeping practices or businesses. The thing I like about this, I say bookkeepers have been belted for almost 15 years that they're going to be made redundant. I like seeing things that are a solution. Now, many may not want to do this, but bookkeepers are fastidious on detail, the good ones. Even the half-decent ones are fastidious on detail. They know their clients' movements a lot better than their accountants do, so arguably should be more timely with some of the basic corporate compliance stuff. Better at the admin. Better definitely. Yeah. Yep. So it'll be interesting. It'll be really interesting to see how this have, plays have, out over time. Often have more touch points. More touch points. Yeah, they've too, got more touch points. Good, yeah, yeah they, so they should know this. So it's going to be really interesting to see how this plays out over time because it's the sort of thing that actually moves the needle. You know, everyone's being told. You know, you sort of when you've got to bring in new services, the go-to things: cash flow forecasting, app advisory, business advisory. They're the sexy stuff. This is compliance, Paul. It's just putting it in the hands of people who might actually be better at it or more timely at it than accountants. It would be good. Uh, I tell you what, uh, Do you, is, you is the, are we in the era of the ambassador? Are we? Are we in the wow, era? It's on the it's, move, it's, isn't it's, it? It's like uh, musical chairs. Uh, they are. They are. I'm telling you, mate. It's more fun on the app side. Aligning that's themselves. That's a lot that's of you, fun over here. That's what you say. Well, I'm, I'm waiting to be the ambassador. When am I the ambassador? Who'd of, want you as their change? ambassador? Of change GPS yeah. when you start paying for it. Oh. Well, using it first. Right? You are using it. I'm not using it. Quote, unquote. All right, that's pretty good. Just send it for me. I don't want to pay for it. Send it to me in an email. End quote. I am not using it, though. You are using it. You haven't sent me anything and I'm not. Well, I'm not currently using it. You should use it. Ladies and gentlemen, one of the things that Boyer, <laughs> Mr. Boyer has done is since he's gone into the sales world where his KPIs are sales, he puts a sale well. He, he marks it on the board. He you wins. said, that's he great. Wins. I want it. How do we do it? And I said, not a problem. Done. A man, that's closed a man one. Hears that's what closed he wants one. To hear and did, he did you say that? Rest. Did you say that? No. You're fibbing. No, I said Absolute that fibs. interests me when I see it with real All right, data. yeah, good. I want it. Anyway, let's not argue in front of the children. Um, Just call uh, our listeners children. Well, it's, 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 
It's the phrase. Mate, they, pa- they, come, they come here to see us argue. Anyway. We need to do another great debate on something. What are we heavily disagreeing on at the moment? <laughs> Everything tonight. No, so let's point. just get through the episode and then we will deal with the special topic. Your next thing's great. This, you, your next best is just awesome. This is a very interesting. I've got to work out uh, M. Kobach. He's the social media person. New York Stock Exchange. Thank you very much. The head of social pretty media. Pretty cool role. For the New York Stock Exchange. That's yeah, pretty, pretty decent, cool. Decent role. Uh, he had a Twitter thread. I love a good Twitter thread. He had a good Twitter thread. Three social media terms that I wish would die, he says. Storytelling, authenticity, and everyone, uh, not everyone, a lot of people in accounting's favourite thought leadership. Uh, w- wonderful. He he goes through. This is not. This is not against any individual or any uh, any person. Any but you one hundred percent would know who you are if if, you, if this no, resonates no, 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 with no, you. Then you've done it. Because I read this and thought I'm guilty of some of this stuff. So if you listen, if you follow this tweet and think, oh, that could be me, this is like a public service announcement. Can I? I want to say something very, very honestly, and I am I am a very honest person. This will be good. People who call themselves a thought leader, yeah, hundred percent. But out, outside of saying they won a thought leadership award, I, I just I want too many people winning an award's a statement of fact. I have won a thought leadership award. Fine, done. It's you're inferring it, but that's fine, yeah. right? You're, you're sticking to facts. It's the other people. It's the other people yeah, who are saying that they're using that term without. Go having, back to the tweet. With, yes, go back to the thank tweet. You. Uh, it, it basically, the thought leadership part, and also just makes a lo- makes an awful lot of sense. Thought leadership. If you want to be considered a thought leader, I'm quoting from the text. You have to have unique thoughts. A very interesting thing in our industry, um, as opposed to regurgitated or just uh, case studies. I talk I to a lot of people, and I, what I, I noticed, walked, and actually, talking to a lot of people is important, but it needs to be in the context of all the other stuff that you do that gives you credibility. <laughs> And he goes, and and also he he explains uh, quite well. A thought leader is not someone who shares thoughts about the company they work for. That's a spokesman. That's a spokesperson, mm. uh, a spokesperson or salesperson. Sorry, spokesperson. And I think that's very interesting. We have, and and I I see it a lot with software people of of all software companies saying, "I help accountants." You know, I'm. Some of them use the term thought leader. These are people who work in banks as as sort of bank managers yeah, and yeah. who who are salespeople <laughs> yeah. for software. Like this, this is clearly, um, but very articulated about way. Um, sort of says that they they has to be someone who understands a topic or industry in a way that nobody else does. Which is an interesting point. Then it has to be able to articulate. I think a lot of people can articulate this in a very salesy, salesy way, clearly. Yeah. Um, uh, and it's about being able to follow your thoughts. They do certainly dumb it down in a very uh, sometimes skewing towards fearful but otherwise good. Uh, thought leaders are experts because they're th- they've thought so long and so hard about a particular topic that they are able to easily explain it to anyone. And I, I don't know, and on this on this very high bar, which I think is wonderful, I don't know whether anyone qualifies. Um, I'd actually, this is the only definition of thought leadership that I think you and I, I'd, I think we qualify for this. I I tell you something. Well, I do, because I think there are problems in small practices that you have thought long and hard about, perhaps more than anyone else in Australia, largely because it's boring. 
but you've still done it <laughs> and, and you've earned your stripes on it. I'm, one of the things I'm personally struggling with, becoming joining Change GPS, and I've, I've spoken to Tim Munro, the founder, about this. I'm struggling with what my voice is online now. The difference between David Boy, the commentator who's been calling it as, as I see it for three, four, five years now, and wanting to talk about GPS. I want to talk about GPS because it solves real bloody problems. And I, I'm I'm finding my way through it at the moment. You, you know, a couple of weeks ago, I said on the show, I'm, I'm going to st- stay out of a Facebook group because um, I thought the thought leaders were taking it over. How'd you go every night this week? Well, I guess I got angry seeing it, but then I saw bloody Tim was posting on about Change GPS. He's the founder. He loves it, so that's okay. Anyway, very interesting uh, definition there. What else you got, David? Uh, for best on ground? Fat corporate credit cards. I'll help you out. Thanks. Uh, the audit quality inquiry. Fascinating. Massive report released into the quality of audits and in Australia. And you call me a dork. It's fascinating because anything that grills the big four interests me. Because they think they're so True. bloody good. This basically slammed them. But one of the things that has come out in the recommendations, and thank you very much to Amanda Loves Audit on Twitter. She's a really very interesting, good. very good Twitter post very for good. pointing this article because I Shout asked her out. to summarise the report to me. Um, and, and she sent you this Fin Review article. She sent me a Fin Review article. Thanks, Great. Amanda. Well I would never have found that by myself. Outsource. Appreciate it. Yeah, it's <laughs> <laughs> quite smart of you. Um, one of the things is that um, increasing the rate that, that auditors attended and go to market. And one of the summaries is that there are going to be 500 ASX company audits go to market before 2021. This is great news if you are the account manager or the account executive at a big four firm who needs to go and do an absolute ton of whining and dining to win the big ASX accounts. It is return of the glorious corporate credit cards that I had when I first started at NAB. It's the return of the account man who was very well portrayed in Mad Men as just whining and dining and perhaps slightly unethically sleezing their way through a few deals. The glory days of some corporate excess are going to come back. Very good news for the high-end restaurants, cafes and bars in Melbourne and Sydney. I think the 277-page FBT guide that you <laughs> so eloquently took us through in last week's episode, David, would disagree with a uh, with a, uh, a, a whole of a whole of. Uh, Have you seen the prices of these audits? The- they gladly pay the FBT. Very Don't true. worry about they it. They would cover. It. <laughs> I, what I never understood about audit was that you could you could actually just like lift an audit team out of whichever insert big four here. And then all of a sudden, the, yeah. those same yeah, people yeah. would just every three years, they'd move yeah. to a different, surprisingly, following yeah. the file that they worked on. Like, I've no, it's like, anyway, that always- uh, There is some criticism. On the back of this report, and something a bit more seriously, there is some criticism on why has it taken a, a, such an inquiry to bring these things out? Where were our industry regulators along the journey? And CA, CPA have been criticised over the journey a lot for putting a harsh or a harsh sword down on some of the smaller guys while letting some of the big guys get away with a little bit more. This has been a sleeping issue forever. Like it's just, it it is, uh, the big four have copped a whack and and fairly by the sounds of it. Wait till we get to our worst on ground. It is is hard. Not want to be a partner at Deloitte at the moment. When you run that. Uh, Last little best on ground for me. The UK have finally, uh, the, the the last impediment to digital signatures, the old trust deed. 
the UK have finally allowed digital signing of trust deeds. David, in the pregame, you were rolled your nose up, and you were you were all you were indignant about how I literally who, said, you, "Who gives up?" You said, "Who cares?" But I've I changed. Think people, I think people out there will will agree that it's. It, I've changed though. This is the last thing, and I hope to see it in Australia I've, soon. We don't need to. Harp I've on. changed. I do care, but I care for a different reason, Paul. I used to love going through the red files, the permanent files of our older clients at Moore Stevens, and we had a lot of old sort of Melbourne families as clients back then. And I romanticised about the old trustees and the property titles on parchment. And just thought, oh. If these parchments could talk, what stories they could tell. So I, I bemoan the elimination of physical documents for trust. I, I romanticise that a little bit, Paul. Uh, and, you, and you're in line for a, one of those wax stamps. Yeah, uh, yeah, the wax stamps last. are fantastic. Anyway, no, I, 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 that's just something that's, I think, reasonable that we'd love to see. Anyway, uh don't know how long we've gone because it's it's not on. All right, we're at 20 minutes. That's not Can we get through bad. our worst in 10 minutes? Let's get this under 30. Go. I doubt it. Our Bang. worst on ground. From the trenches. Uh, it's just coronavirus. Uh, can, we just, <laughs> can we just call it this worst on ground, just coronavirus? Like, this This has been what, – what, what an issue, David. Like, this has been mass hysteria. The media. It's the media bit that we're The media in. have taken this and absolutely – they've whipped people – into a frenzy. The, this is when you put it against the number of deaths from, uh, you know, uh, from Ebola, from global gun deaths, from domestic violence here here in Australia alone. Like you actually put some of the numbers in context, and if you actually looked at it comparatively side by side, you would say, why are we giving this more than? Uh, more than midway through the paper, next to the ta- next to the uh, classifieds, I just I can't understand it. And 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 what it does is the hysteria drowns out real information. Who are the people that are that really should be worried? Uh, Old majority, people. Uh, that's it. Uh, people who are sick. People with respiratory problems, but we're missing out on we're missing out on practical, real information. And unfortunately, I think it's it, it's a uh, it is a in, in system re- of the social media generation. In response, Australia's done two things, both of which are typically Australian hilarious. Everywhere's run out of toilet paper. Hilarious. Adrian Rafferty has retweeted by Sam Rothberg, who brought it to my attention, asked if you're buying Superfund, is buying toilet paper in your SMSF deductible? There has been there has been some quite funny uh, some quite funny tweets. My favourite, and, and and now all the memes are coming out, and some of them are absolutely hilarious. My favourite one so far: the Daily Express out of the UK has reported that a 4.1 kilometre asteroid will close in on Earth in April. NASA has confirmed it could end human civilization if it hits. Peter Layla, perhaps known to listeners who are cricket fans, one of the chief cricket writers for the Australian, said. We're going to need more toilet paper. <laughs> it was that was that was quite funny. I, I, it's just it's it is it, it's the mind boggles, David, on how how people think this this isn't a storm. This isn't a what toilet paper? This, of all I, don't, I don't get it. I do, can anyone can Baked anyone please can anyone me. please tag us the opposite in, of toilet in paper in something on social media and say what like. Like yes, I get the internal quarantine, but we, like we have Uber Eats, <laughs> we have 
Coles online. We have online shopping. We have a, this is actually. Like, I would love to just be told you're not allowed to leave your house for two like, weeks. Do you know how good it would be? We are not bunkering. Amazing. We are not bunkering down in any. Thanks to cloud accounting, future. I can work from anywhere. Probably. I uh, I cannot understand what is going on. I think people have gone crazy. Uh, on a serious note, though, out of the UK, uh, serious at least for accounting is the cancellation of QuickBooks Connect. Uh, I believe that was due to be this week. Um, so big decision. That's uh, a big call and a brave call. There is so much work that goes into events like that. There is absolutely uh, – I, I don't think this will be the last, David. I think that was – you know, they'd left that right till the end because it was very – it was quite a, a local thing. Uh, Australia have said that the Melbourne F1 GP is going on – uh, this, when events like that close or cancel, there is such a flow-on effect. Oh, huge, of yeah, mate! If you're a, if you're a small of, exhibitor, yeah, as a small exhibitor, you've dropped a really huge percentage of your available cash on things like this, and and, and probably plan to set up your whole year. It's a big deal for the small exhibitors who are expecting a lot of activity on the back of such a major event. And the economic impact as well. Let's uh, let's not you know diminish oh, I've got that. Feel, We've got a whole in depth. We're gonna oh, yeah. we're gonna play treasurer. Oh yeah, treasurer trenches uh, <laughs> and come up with our what we would do if we were in charge of the economic stimulus. Keep an ear out for that uh, in depth topic. What do you got? What else you got? Oh, it's a cheese. I like the 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 big four. Deloitte. Now I know we've made fun of Accountants Daily in the past for the clickbaity headlines. This is probably the best. Full federal court rips into Deloitte appeal. Rips in, Paul. They ripped into the Deloitte appeal. If anyone's following this, it is the most obscure, ridiculous story of terrible conduct by one of the Deloitte partners. Deloitte had put an appeal in a federal court decision about um, claiming privilege against self-incrimination. And it's really interesting because, like, these big firms are partnerships. So when you become a partner, you're effectively taking on the risk of, like, hundreds of other practitioners. And and in order practices is actually – it's like a really big issue for the big firms. This guy, Mr. Simon – Simon, I I think is the way you pronounced it – the claim is that he removed documents from the litigation room the litigation room is a digital sort of file, effectively. Deloitte claims it would take 12,600 years to break. But this just like Joe Schmo partner managed to do it and remove documents that would have incriminated him against um, certain behaviours. Deloitte's claimed that they don't need to reveal the document that he took because it could incriminate the 700 other partners at Deloitte. This has, Isn't that the point? But this Isn't is, no, that this, the point of, of getting evidence? Zero basis in legal fact, and the judge absolutely slammed them. I consider that the prospect of any prosecution of the uninvolved partners simply on the basis that, by reason of their partnership with Mr. Simon or any other involved partners, they are somehow jointly liable with their offences, is theoretical rather than real. They have been torn apart by the federal court and I accountants daily having a field day with the headlines. It just sounds like they don't even anyway, whatever. They're making it easy for them. They don't even <laughs> They're have to try. It too easy. They're making it really they easy. They generally don't yeah. need that. They don't need the softball kind of no. <laughs> in their life. They do a fine enough job as it is. Unreal. Um, another one, surprisingly, worst on ground. It accounts daily. We should have our worst on ground awards. I think we just it'd be their trophy. Um 
This is coming. But this isn't account's daily worst on ground. They've, no, no, but this, this is their article. But they, they do. Doesn't see- that mean that they're doing a good job if they're reporting on these sort of topics, Paul? Uh, well, you uh, canned them for the headline. Check, no, mine, mate. No, mine, I wasn't mate, talking about great your headline. I was talking about. I'm counting Deloitte. I thought it was a great headline. <laughs> Fair enough. Um, this one was, and, and I don't know why the article needs to mention that he that this person came from KPMG. I'm not going to name the name. The, the link will be in the show notes anyway. It's uh, public. Basically moving well, from. No, no, you, you no, think, that, I don't, don't you, you think more people are going to hear about it on From the Trenches than accounts? They've got 30,000 people on this. Picture partners have just. Uh, Someone who, uh, a partner who has come from the BDO Adelaide office. An article that this this partner is again talking, raising the concept of accountants being reactive versus proactive. And for me, I think the worst on ground for me here is is trying to draw a line between doing reactive, whatever term you want to say. After the fact work, being tax work, being compliance work, being reviewing sort of audits or assisting with tax office audits, that kind of stuff, trying to argue that by doing work that only looks back, you can't be a valuable resource, you can't be... Valued by the client. Oh, such Paul Meisner nonsense. No, well, I just I think that it was it was basically this article to me seemed to think that well you know only uh, if you unless you offer other you, services you, you're not valued. You take That's umbrage to this. I have a feeling because of your own self doubt about pure only compliance work. Oh, big call, David Boyer. There is nothing wrong with this article. This is a positive article. It's positive. He's saying at my level, at big t- at mid-tier level, admittedly in Adelaide, so <laughs> maybe a little smaller. It would be too harsh on, on, on the Adelaideans. Well, I'll tell you what, I was there for Zero Roadshow. Open up a sushi franchise. I could not find a sushi joint. I worked for 20 minutes down at Rundle Mall. No sushi, Paul. You were livid. You called me from it. You just you couldn't believe it. Unbel- and no ice cream shops either. So I don't get the main meal or the dessert. Uh, arguably didn't need the ice cream. Two things. Uh, we'll, we'll get through this quick. Two things in this article. A reactive tax advisor lodges tax returns, I'm quoting, gets defensive and careful under audit. Sounds pretty good to me. Uh, and is able to get the job done. However, they are not necessarily the first person a client calls I agree. outside of compliance season. I entirely disagree, David. I have calls consistently, my father did 20 years ago when he my was- My father ran a different practice. He was more advice. He was basically an advisory practice. Go back and listen he to was the episode a v- with our fathers. He was a VCFO. But it was, uh, he was but potentially it, one of the first VCFOs. But it was, but it was, but it was compliant. It was compliant. Innovation, family. accounting innovation runs rife in the most Even compliance accountants don't. I, I, I just don't like this concept of backward-looking work. But why me- can't you take the positive out of this message? To, to be proactive. I, what now, I did like was the quote was, aside from delivering technically accurate advice and quality thought leadership to clients, yeah, an active tax advisor know, knows that tax decisions are not made in a vacuum. Dead set. Like, no, but in, in those big firms it would happen. You have conflict in big firms. It sounds firms. like it was written by a big no, firm. Yeah, perhaps. But that actually issue is real because you have the tax teams different from the business services team. 
And the business services teams are arguably a little bit closer to the client. And we covered this in an episode where big firms don't have they you clients have oh, I covered this in an uh IPAC article. Uh big bigger clients with bigger firms have an accounting firm, whereas small clients have yeah. an accountant. Something that's interesting in here is that he's this is his key message moving from BDO Adelaide to Picture Partners Adelaide. Fascinating about that is the BDO Adelaide is where Shaythai was, who was the lead digital transformation strategist. Was that roughly what she did? Ish, yep. So you kind of got two, let's call them innovative thinkers, because Shay's out of BDO. She's announced that she's off. Out. Two people who seem to be reasonably innovative leaving the BDO Adelaide office. What's going on there? Wonder if change didn't happen as quick as uh, they expected or as should have. Uh, Remember, anyway, maybe uh, we don't start rumors; we spread them. <laughs> Fair enough. Go. What did you have for what? Your next one. Do I have something else? Oh yeah, this is great. Um, <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, David Boy on fire tonight. Yeah. <laughs> our favorite. I did leave the SD card home on the way here as well. Our favorite Twitter account, Ryan Reeves at Investing underscore City, has done it again. How often have you gone to the movies, gone to pay for some snacks and thought that's a ripoff? Well, Ryan proves it. He's pulled up the PL for one of the listed movie cinemas, as they call it in the UK, I think. One of the listed uh, cinemas called Cinemark, dollar sign CNK is their hashtag. And he's worked out the gross margin pretty easily. Uh, 82% gross margin on concessions. Concessions are everything that aren't movies. It's all the food. 82%. Crazy. Not including staff to, so gross margin, not including staff to deliver Yeah, but I reckon there's something in there because actually when you think about it, um, that means that if you spend $10 on popcorn, it costs $1.80. Like how? Popcorn's dirt cheap. So there's a lot of overheads going into that. I, I, this to me it didn't necessarily surprise me. I think if you, I don't know whether that particular venue runs Gold Class, which which has an alcohol license. I know some in Australia mm, do. Good point. That ten, that generally has a higher rate. Certainly, I mean, certainly it was high. But um, it's interesting. My uh, my brother, listeners won't know that my brother was the uh, financial officer for Village Roadshow. So it's his so, fault. <laughs> no, but he, I used to ask him, can't clearly remember the facts and figures right now, but he, I asked him quite a lot about the economics and about the, the margins in cinema and what they did and didn't make money on. It was quite interesting. I can't remember all the salient details, but I remember thinking that it was yeah, a different, a different business model than I would have otherwise Thought from looking outside. Great insight. Thanks in. for the detail. Appreciate well it. Yeah, I, I, that's what I. Bring Do you have to anything the, else? Are we done? To the table. Uh, pre insolvency. Oh, pre insolvency. Those. Uh, just another really. Just it, it's. Look, it's. Has it been stamped out yet? It it's sad been. when it happens, but in a way, I think as accountants and people in the accounting industry, it's, it is glad when they get caught. Um, the pre insolvency market, which for uh, those who aren't familiar with the term, I think it's the. Business recovery experts and chop shops who sort of say, "Are you in financial stress? Come and we'll we'll yeah. save you." And what they do, which, they which look generally they, they look at the fame. balance sheet. They say, "Here's the good stuff. Let's put it in Newco. Uh, like, could you find someone that could be a director? All right, cool. And here's the old stuff. Let's just leave that. And then let's sink it and survive it and phoenix it from the ashes. I, I think. Look, pre insolvency is, is one of the the darker areas of of sort of the uh, add on accounting industry. 
has got some skeletons and clearly this was one of them. And this, this story involves- laws around this. It's harder to do this now. It is, yeah. But it, it, look, it involved falsifying documents and issuing invoices and, and hiding mm. assets. This this was a bit a bit more than Not your cool. run-of-the-mill, but it is, cool. uh, is sad to see. Oh, is that it? What a week. 35 minutes. Oh, it was better than I thought. Oh, we could have done longer. No, I don't think we could have. Uh, I could have. I've got a lot to say, Paul. <laughs> Listeners, uh, wonderful. Thank you for joining us again. If you've got any comments, if we were right, wrong, if you liked hey, a bit of the more of the aggro. Head to the From the Trenches website. Sign up to the newsletter. You get uh, We send out all the links to you so it's nice and convenient in your inbox. Lots of clicks on our emails, Paul. You know, we get above a 50% open rate. That's huge. Pretty good. Thanks, That's, listeners. Uh, Thank well, you. Well above. Thank you very much. Industry. Uh, keep an eye out for us uh, at the upcoming roadshows, events, and otherwise. Toa Roadshow in Melbourne will be on the road. Toa I'll be at ABE at the GPS stand and giving a talk there. ABE at GPS and okay. <laughs> A-OK. I might, I might sneak my way up to the golf day, but I, oh, I doubt it. But what we'll, teams would you we'll play see. for? See, I'm at the, the Future Advisor Conference. I'd pay for any team that had me. I'm just, I just want to play How'd golf. How you get to the Future Advisor I just conference. love golf. I was asked. Mm. I was, I was asked to be an early contributor. Interesting. Yep. So anyway, listeners, have a wonderful week. See ya. Thanks again for listening to an episode of From the Trenches. David and I love to hear from listeners, so you can reach out if you've got feedback or story ideas, get in touch. I can be reached on Twitter at Paul Meissner underscore or on LinkedIn, Paul Meissner. I'm on Twitter at David Boyar, B-O-Y-A-R, on LinkedIn, David Boyar. From the Trenches.